Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello. Is it me you're looking for? Is it another happy pod you're looking for? Yes, it is, because it is the only podcast in the world that is officially endorsed and approved by Mr. Sunday Movies himself. And it's the only podcast, to my knowledge, that he's ever appeared on. It's true. Hello. Shut up. Hello, (laughs) and welcome to this show, which is another happy pod, which I may have already said. My name is Nathan, and I'm joined by him. Me. Shut up. What's your name? It's Lawrence. Hi, everyone. No one cares. You... Uh, I know, the thing is now, it's got to the point where I know it's coming, but I, I still have no other reaction. You know what I'm going to say? You know what I'm going to say? Yeah, I know. No one cares. What they do care about is finding out what this show is all about, Lawrence. That is true. They do actually come here to find that out exclusively and then tune out. Uh, this is the show, Nathan, where we talk about... All kinds of things, movies, TVs, games, pop culture, uh, the umbrella term for all of those things listed. But we try and talk about it with a bit more of a positive spin. We do not like all that toxic stuff. We don't always succeed, but we do have a good time. You don't have to say that, you know. And I know that's like kind of become a branding. Yeah. But I feel like you feel you think that you need to say that. I feel like you're being kind here, but if I didn't say it, you would have called me out on it. No, no, because what you said worked. What you said about, like, we don't want the toxic stuff, that worked. That's fine. Yeah, I got that from you. Yeah. It's all from you, Nathan. (laughs) As it often is. I did like the fact that you said uh, we discussed TVs. Not TV shows. Oh, really? uh, (laughs) TVs. So this week we're going to be discussing the JVC 55QXCR27. A lovely model. For two men in their 20s, we do talk about TVs quite a lot. We're always excited for each other when a new one is delivered to a house. We're always debating, if is a bedroom TV really necessary? <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a TV in my bedroom. I don't think it is necessary. Do you, yeah, see, see, I used to live the bedroom TV life, but I've recently moved away from it, and I found I sleep better yeah. for it. I do too. I, when I was a kid, I could not go to sleep without having a TV on. Yeah. Like, I would always need to have, like, a movie or something playing on. <laughs> and now you're too. a highbrow adult. You've just moved that to podcasts. <laughs> not even. Not even. I can do, like... A few minutes of a podcast, but when I'm like ready to go to sleep, I'm like, right, I need to turn this off now. Yeah. Because I just, I can't do it. Um, what I can do, it, shut up, <laughs> what I can do is talk about a movie and a question. That is true, Nathan. And I have the perfect bit of music to accompany that segue. Another happy question. We are finally talking about No Time to Die. After doing an episode, I think it's gone. It's beyond a joke at this point that we've got 
We got to the week of No Time to Die was released. We both had ample time to go to see it in the cinema. You had seen it, to be fair. I, it was very frustrating for me not to spoil <laughs> it. Because um, as we'll get into, there's a lot to spoil in this movie. So about a year ago, we did... Uh, well, about around the time this movie came out, yeah. we did an episode on all the other Daniel Craig Bond movies. And <laughs> I think even during that episode... I hadn't watched any of them other than Spectre, I think, maybe. Yeah, the worst thing is you didn't even prepare for that. No, yeah. It was, well, there was four, was four movies. That's like... I watched them. I, I watched them for work, to be fair. Yeah, you got paid to watch them. But Nathan, so today, obviously, we will be talking a lot about um, Sir James Bond. Is he a sir? Is he? No, he's a, no, he's not a sir. He's not been knighted. He's a, he's a, technically, he's part of the Navy, is that right? Yeah, he's a commander in the Navy, Interesting. They've really leaned away from that recently. He's <laughs> just not. He he used to always be on exploding boats in like the sixties and shit. I I think I think the law. Well, I don't know, but I think the law is that he was in the navy, and then because he was so skilled or whatever, he then became a, a spy. James, you're simply too good at not dying. <laughs> you're too good at having no time to die. It's true. So please. Um. Right. So my question was. As we know on this podcast, you're famously, nine times out of ten, against a gritty reboot of something. Oh, um... Well, I'm, I'm, right, specifically about, like, kind of, like, Batman stuff, and, <laughs> like, but basically, there's characters that are from the 60s that used to be a bit silly, wacky, and goofy that have often, in the new era of modern blockbuster, been reimagined as a whiskey, whiskey-swirling, grim, gritty guy. Yeah. My question to you is, you have the keys to the Bond franchise. Now that Daniel Craig has stepped away uh, and this era of James Bond is over... He's dead. He's, <laughs> spoiler alert, I guess he is dead. Um, he blew up, I watched it. it. To be fair, this was a year ago. He did He did get eviscerated by a barrage of fucking miss. I love how it... There's no coming back from it. It was It was specifically designed to be like, if I come back, it's the dumbest thing in the world. So my, my, my thing to you is, you are now part of the Broccoli family. You are Nathan Broccoli. So what I've always wanted. I know. Uh, and you have the keys to the James Bond franchise. You can cast anyone you want. You can do anything you want. I don't even have a specific point I want you to hit. I just want you to tell me where you'd go with it. All right, cool. And I will answer that at the end. Yes, sorry. Uh, if you're new here, what we do is I ask Nathan that question. Could be a hypothetical, could be a yes or no, could be a whatever. Uh, and we touch back around at the end of the show. So look forward to Nathan's answer if you are invested. Or don't. Who cares? <laughs> um, so there is no time to die. We waited 18 months to die. I think. Has it been 18 like, months? No, like from when it was supposed to come out and then they didn't. Yeah. Because I'm not sure if you remember, Lawrence, but there was this little thing called COVID. Nah, no idea. Uh, fled up just about like as... I think like this was one of the ones that like had the premiere and it was ready to go and it was like the yeah. weekend of or something. And then it was just... Shut everything down. Ghost, ghost son. Yeah. Daniel Craig did more rounds of interviews for this movie than he's done for any other movie he's ever done in his life. Daniel Craig did SNL. Like, he was, he did oh, SNL. Oh, he did, didn't he? And, yeah. Yeah, and he was, like, ready to go. He's like, Bond's coming out next week. Go see it, whatever. Here's the weekend or whatever. You know that meme? Oh, he, yeah, that is a good meme. I like that meme. Um, And then it just didn't come out for, like, almost two years. I think, okay, I'm just going to... All cards on the table, right, right off the bat here. I think this is probably the best of the Daniel Craig movies, which have been a very mixed bag. Yes, very mixed bag. Uh, they're up, and they're, they're way down, and then they're kind of up, and then they're way down again. Yep. And they're, they're all over the place, okay? It's, it's a very mixed bag. This is probably the best of them, but it's still incredibly dumb. There is a lot of yeah. dumb shit in this movie. I would say that's fair. Would this be like Cinema Sins dumb stuff or actual plot dumb stuff? Uh, so, some Cinema Sins plot dumb stuff, but... Uh, no, sorry, some Cinema Sins dumb stuff, but some plot dumb stuff as well. Okay. I feel like a lot. some of this plot is very contrived and could easily be resolved with, like, talking to each other. I'm talking specifically about the opening scene here. Yeah. Uh, there is no... First of all... <laughs> I feel like I'm going to sound unnecessarily harsh oh, no. throughout a lot of this, but I also just want to make everyone aware. I do really like this movie. I think it's a very good, yeah. very fun, 
good, great time. I had a great time watching it. Yeah. But it is very dumb. Yeah. Um, the the opening though, again, one of the best openings personally. Mm. I think. Where does it? Um, just quick segue. Where does it sit in your lineup of songs? Because I know you're a fan of the Casino Royale song, right? I do enjoy the Casino Royale song. Um, rest in peace to Chris Cornell, I think. Yeah, rest in peace to him. Um, great song. Um, I en- I know it's not necessarily a favourite, but I also enjoy the Jack White, Alicia Keys, uh, Quantum of Solace song. I think it fits its place in the movie. I would never see myself putting it on. Oh, I would. <laughs> Nathan grabs the orcs at a party. <laughs> Another trick of bitch, a finger, chicka, pinga, jumpa, chicka. What I like about that song is everything seems so out of place in it. Like, Alicia Keys is just riffing on the piano. She's just doing some, like, very cool jazz keys and it's really nice and melodic. And then you'll just hear a. <laughs> from Jack White, which does not go together at all. No. <laughs> I don't know, I like it, it's good stuff. Um, I, I do like this song though, yeah. Billie Eilish. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Billie Eilish, I'm honest. Are you not? No, I think she's just a bit, hey, I'm not really singing, I'm just doing this. Oh, I think you're time. mad, I think she's got an amazing voice. She does have an amazing voice when she actually sings and not whispers. Oh, okay, so you think it's a lot of the time it's more of like a, a choice? Yeah. The, yeah. the singy talky. Like she actually does a lot of singing in this song, and it, and it sounds great. Yeah. But then there's other songs where she, for the whole thing she's just like. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think I think some. It's, she's one of them artists where the singles that have blown up have been engineered to blow up on the radio. But if you yeah. if you listen to her albums, she's way more talented than what the radio would have you believe. Yeah, yeah. She, she's got a beautiful voice. Yeah, and it, it is a good song. I enjoy it. Um, but I'm talking like specifically about the whole opening sequence with uh, Bond and Madeline on their honeymoon or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you know he goes to Vesper's crypt, I guess, and then there's the whole chase action sequence. Wasn't she? Wasn't she English, Vesper Lind? Was she? Was she? Because I, I, I think she was. Because I remember Eva Green sitting down and being like, "I think your plan's silly," and being very like. I don't know, she sounded up market. My point is, why is she buried halfway across the planet? I don't think she was English. Was she not Maybe English? Maybe she had an English accent, but I don't think she was English. Maybe. Maybe family lived there. Who knows? Yeah. She's a fictional dead girl in a movie from like yeah, she's a ten fiction, years ago. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. But like maybe it's maybe it's been like twenty years in this universe or something. I feel like it's supposed to have been a lot longer. It has a it, I couldn't I didn't see it, but it had a date on her tombstone. But then they don't confirm what date this is. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Her tombstone does say 2006, which was when Casino Royale came out. But, yeah, they, they never say what year this is. Yeah. Um, but because then, like, as well, because, like, <laughs> in, like, the first two Bond movies, they take place over, like, a weekend or something, I guess. The first yeah, two. yeah. <laughs> and then in the very next movie, they're like, Bond, you're a fucking relic. You're, yeah. fu- you're you ancient and old. old. bastard. And, like, he was a brand new recruit in the first yeah. movie. I'm so excited um, to get my double O status, and then five minutes later, it's like, you decrepit old relic fuck. <laughs> Retire. L plus ratio. L plus ratio, indeed. That's what M says. She just said that. <laughs> she, she does the Fortnite, the L dancing. Um, Get fired plus cope plus ratio. <laughs> plus cope. Horrendous. Um, no, okay, yeah. So speaking about this action sequence, I like all that. I think the action sequence is visually stunning. It's great to see Daniel Craig just jump about and kill himself again. Yeah. Um, and just really fucking rough himself up while he does it. Remarkable for his age as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of stunt work, I'd imagine. But still. Yeah. He still does some great stuff. <laughs> I just feel like there is there was no part of me whilst I was watching that entire sequence. There was not a single shred of, uh, of doubt against Madeline. At no point did I think, oh, Madeline actually has betrayed him. And he is very quick to be like, I hate you, and we're done, and this relationship is over. Yeah. And you have betrayed me and my entire life, and now you'll never see me again, and I hate you. Is that one of your, is that one of your dumb things? This is a dumb thing. I, I think, I, I agree, it is dumb, and, 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 you know, everything in a plot, I guess, is contrived to a degree, because if you spoke about it, yeah... You'd just be like, this is clearly one of Blofeld, my arch nemesis, one of his schemes. Um, but I like, I guess, I don't know, I quite like the fact that it's like, it reintroduces us to a Bond who is like, so unable to trust, which is crucial for this story, for a, 
you know, as it goes on. But the main thing I like about it is it's, he's such a fragile dude. Do you know what I mean? Like, you say one thing to him and he spent his entire... Remember, like, Vesperlin did betray him. She didn't just tragically die. She was on her way to fuck him over. I love the idea of Blofeld in his slippers in prison being like, that's my birthday this weekend. I'm going to fuck with James real quick. (laughs) I'm going to ring up Bond, who is somehow my brother or something, um, and play a little practical joke on him. I, I I know what you mean in terms of, like... That's that's his flaw, and he does have deeply rooted trust issues and and stuff like that. Yeah. But even with that, I feel like if he just spoke to her for more than five seconds, um, and said more than two words to her, then he, he could have figured it out because yeah, they didn't talk at all. She just said like, oh, "I got something to tell you." And he's like, "I bet you do," and then they just <laughs> drive off in typical <laughs> Bond fashion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he didn't say a word to her whilst they was fucking whilst he was just sat there whilst everyone and their mum shot at the car. Yeah. And it was just like That goes on for a while, you know. It does. It's good though. It's I mean, the entire I watched it when I when I saw it in the cinema, I was like because, you know, it's like that moment where, like, every single tap to the glass, you're like, it cannot take anymore. Yeah, what is that glass made of? Yeah, it's, it's something like... insane. <laughs> yeah. If right, if presidents are getting shot, <laughs> right, what's going on with this glass? <laughs> Surely there are yeah. more important men than the 900-year-old fucking James Bond, <laughs> who's retired at this point. I do like I do like the car chase for the the fact that it is like pretty much just the dumb car from the 60s with all the dumb gadgets and everything. Yeah, I, like the wheel spin like fucking donut shoot thing. Yeah. yeah, it does feel very. Again, I I think I said this during the last during the last Bond episode that we did. This this era of Bond. It feels like it started off very much as oh, we're gritty real Bonds. We're not doing all this gadget shit. Fuck you. <laughs> what do you want? A vodka martini? I have what I fucking want, yeah. you cunt, alright? Yeah. And this one was like, oh, shake a martini. Vodka. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there definitely is a, like, after the, was it the 60th anniversary for Skyfall? 50th. 50th. Oh, on the 60th is Doctor Who, isn't it? If only there was a space where we could talk about Doctor Who a bit more in depth. Yeah, if only. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, no, I feel like there's definitely a distinct difference. There's, there was a clear point in time where they went, all right, Quantum of Solace, it ain't, it ain't working, Chief. Bring out the dumb shit. Because this, this movie, for me, finds the balance between dumb and gritty. What do you think? Um, Yeah, I'd say so. I'd yeah. say so. It's It's got a, a good mix. There's The dumb shit isn't ever... It's not like in your face dumb. Yeah. It's just stuff he'll use when he needs to. Q, where's my laser pen? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's none of that. It's not anything like that. Um there is there is some dumb cheesy like one liners though. All throughout this. Yeah, welcome like, to James Bond. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, but it's just the moment where he like kills the fucking Cyclops dude and then he's like Oh, I just tried out that watch. It was mind blowing. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, of course. Like fuck off. <laughs> I don't like that. It took him way um, too long to figure out that watch would have a useful fucking thing as well. Like it's a fucking EMP in your wrist. Mate. <laughs> does it work on guns? Maybe. Well, no. What, what does it do? Guns aren't electronic, are they? Oh, I guess not. Yeah, it's mechanism, isn't it? It would work on that weird gun from Skyfall, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty-five minutes. Before the opening tiles. That's got to be the longest for any Bond one, right? Yeah, maybe. Quite good, though. I enjoyed that. Yeah. What do you think about the... Well, I'll tell you what, one of my... Because I, I do like this movie as well, but one of my gripes of it um, is that I think the I think the supporting cast, the new supporting cast and the returning supporting cast I in the name of Felix Leiter, because I don't think he'd been in one since Quantum. Yeah. Um, They're all great. Like Lashana Lynch, Anna de Armas, all good. Right? All good stuff. Great inclusions. Do, do you feel like it got to the point where they were like Naomi, Naomi Harris and Ben Whishaw and stuff which is nah, just put them in a the scene job done yeah um, there there really wasn't much for Naomi Harris to do which yeah. is kind of a shame because she's good as Money Penny yeah um, it feels like she wasn't ever really Money Penny no well the, th- the thing is Money Penny like classic Money Penny is literally just a secretary who Bond flirts with and shags yeah. every now and then she goes in for a meeting to M and I'm pretty sure there's in Die Another Day she like puts on a VR pretending to fuck Bond or something she does yeah a, a very technologically advanced VR as well like fucking hell in fairness 
I think if science is going to progress, the first priority is Pierce Brosnan's sex fucking simulations. <laughs> We've all seen him in Mamma Mia. You're lying to yourself if you think otherwise. <laughs> yeah, so her character is entire, was entirely just, oh, Bond, oh, Mr. Bond, oh, yeah. uh, just very much like that. Um, but but then with this whole Grey reboot, they try to do, no, she's a field agent. She's really, look at her, she's getting involved in the action. <laughs> Let's just now put her behind a desk for the rest of these movies. That's apparently all, she, all she's got. She comes out. She comes out at the end of Skyfall, and she's like, "I think I prefer the quiet life." I'm like, "Why?" Uh, all right, <laughs> it's boring. I also, I like. I, I do like how they were, they were like, "Money Penny's in the field. She's so good at being an agent. She shot James Bond in the fucking <laughs> she, face. Oh, shit, she killed him. She fucking killed Bond. She fucking killed James Bond. Oh no. How many times in these movies has Bond been presumed dead? Yeah, the, the, I think Ben Whishaw has more to do a little bit. I like the fact that Ben Whishaw is uh, towards the end. He's on the plane and he's like looking through his drawers for something, and he's just got a whole fucking tea set in there. Yeah. He's got like a teapot and all the fine china cups and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a fucking temporary lab as well. So yeah. he packed that specifically for this mission. I I I love that half of his life is like cozy sweaters, hairless cats, cozy apartments, and the other half is on a carrier fucking jet giving instructions <laughs> yeah. on how to operate World War II doors or some shit. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. No, but my, my, I, um, I guess my point was, um, when they made... Because Q obviously famously, like kind of like with Moneypenny, Q in the earlier movies is just a fucking useless old dude, right, who, who invents the dumb shit of the movie. Yeah. And I, I love the fact that they reinvented Q as like... Because let's be honest, what fucking old geriatric is fucking fluent in technology these days? It's way more intelligent than Q was like mid-twenties fucking super genius. Yeah. Um, and I just, I don't know, I feel like this movie... I, I like what they did with the characters that were in it, but I just feel like those two were sidelined so bad. Yeah, but I'm alright with it. There's, yeah. there's not really much... It's a shame, but from it, them. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Now this movie, um, it opens... After the theme song and everything like that, it opens with a sting, and it says, five years later, we've jumped. We've travelled forward in time. We have. Bond is presumed dead once again, apparently. Yeah. We're at a chemical weapons lab of some kind. And I remember the first time I watched this movie, about a year ago, and it came up with that opening shot of the London skyline. Yeah. And there's the building, the MI6 building on the left, and it says, five years later... I just remember looking at the background and thinking, something about that does not seem right. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Nathan, <laughs> listen to our previous James Bond podcast. Nathan has enormous gripes with how London is depicted in movies. I've, I've mentioned this on many different episodes of the podcast yeah. as well. It, it does... It annoys me. It, and I'm sure people, if you have experienced you know, movies or TV shows that are set in your... Or, or where, places where you've lived and stuff, and you know that things aren't accurate. Yeah, I'm sure it annoys you too. What it is for us is the same as New Yorkers feel while watching a Spider-Man movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, it, it opens on that shot, um, and I'm looking at it right now. I brought it up on Amazon Prime so I could pause it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and there's, it's specifically the building where the chemicals weapon research is housed. Right. Um, it's a big, tall skyscraper. Okay, it's at least seems to be like around about the same height as as the shard because you can see that in the distance. Yeah, um, and it's on the north side of the river. Okay, right. And I was looking, and when that first propped up, I just remember thinking, I don't think that building exists. Okay, okay. And then I saw it when I watched it again today. That same thought popped in. I was like. I know London quite well. I know the London... I could see it from my bedroom window at one point. Yeah. I, I know the London skyline quite well. I do not think that building exists. Right. I spent about half an hour this evening... Of course, that's how you enjoy movies. Of course. Yeah. yeah. No, this was after I saw the movie, but I spent about half an hour looking through maps of London. Fucking I brought, <laughs> I got I got up a 3D map. He's showing me now, everyone. And try to find the exact location of where this building would be. And I found it. Yeah. I found I found the location because I was fucking right. 
the building does not exist. Right. It's a CGI building, which is fine, whatever, but I just feel like... Oh, it's the first movie that's ever done that. <laughs> no, I just feel like everyone needs to know that building does not exist. This is a fictional London where there is a new skyscraper. Yeah. And that is important to me that everyone knows. No, that. that's fair. Take that gritty, yeah. realistic reboot. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, cunt. making up buildings. It's almost as if it'd be very unsafe to house chemicals like fucking murderous nanobots or some shit inside central London. If it was real, it would be literally right in front of St. Paul's Cathedral, which is actually illegal. You can't do that. You're not allowed to build skyscrapers in front of St. Paul's. Really? Yeah, one of the laws is that St. Paul's has to be visible from all of London. So That's incredibly important. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I looked at the London skyline when we were at uni and gone. I tell you what, thank God I can see St Paul's. Good old St Paul's is there. Yeah, it comforts me, keeps me safe. Comforts paedophiles as well. Oh come on, that's a safe haven. It is true. It is true. (laughs) I don't know if I'll cut that. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I keep it in. Um, But yeah, that was. Well, thank you for that. That was your conspiracy. Nathan's conspiracy hour. Um, I know I quite enjoy that. I remember watching this and I found the, um, I don't know why, because people have been like killed and shit in Bond movies before. I found the... Name one person. Bond, in this one. M. M, yeah. Bond wasn't shot and killed. He was shot, the, the, and then he was killed, The woman wasn't... The woman that James Bond brings to um, Javier Bardem Island, and she gets shot in the head when he's like, Oh yeah. I win, what do you think of this? <laughs> Is this woman you just had sex with. Yeah. This isn't a visual representation of how every woman is treated in a Bond movie ever. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty... Yeah, it does service that quite well, doesn't it? No, my yeah. my um my point is, I just remember it being so like I don't know if it was just because like visually this is a stunning movie. It's all right. Ah, it's it's pretty juicy, I think. But yeah, those scientists, they um when they all just get lined up and just shot in the head outright, and they're betrayed yeah. by their homie, I was like, this is raw as fuck. This is nasty. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Yeah, especially because like five minutes before they're all having a joke about I'm gonna give you Ebola or whatever. I'm gonna put Ebola in your cheese sandwich. The dad from Outnumbered was like, oh, I'll give you fucking smallpox. That is who he is. I was, I was, my reference was a lot more niche and I actually couldn't remember it, but I'm pretty sure he was the doctor in a TV old sitcom called My Hero. He is. Yep, he is. I know exactly the TV show you're referring to. I used to watch that religiously. Good, isn't it? Um, Good show. It was very good. Yeah, I enjoy it. Thermo, man. Yeah, that's it. Who was the, who was the guy that played him? His name is. He's uh, is um, it's the Irish guy. Yeah, he, he's in Father he Ted. As Father well. Ted. Yeah, yeah, he's doing good. Father Ted. Um, Sorry for anyone not in the UK. <laughs> yeah, um, can't remember his name. He's also plays a cat in Doctor Who as well. In, <gasps> that is him. He's in Gridlock. He is in Gridlock. Yeah, and he's like, look at these actual cats I had sex and made. <laughs> My wife is a human, and we have cats that are just our children. Will they grow up to look like me, or will they be big cats? Who knows? Who knows? If only there was a place where we could talk more about Doctor Who. <laughs> if only. Uh, right, let, let's get into the... Um, uh, Rami Malek is in this. Um, oh my god, I hate him so much. You he's hate so Rami Malek? Weird. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's so weird. He's so... And I know he's supposed to be unnerving and make you feel uncomfortable, yeah. but it's just... Every time he's on screen, I'm just like, oh, I don't like you. Go away. Yeah. No, I know, I know what you mean. I think an amazing choice for this role, personally. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, I don't like the villain. You don't like Safin in this? No, I, I... I don't know what it is. Maybe it is the fact that there's just too much... Rami Malik weirdness, but it's just there's not a lot to him, but then there's also too much to him at the same time. Show your work in, what do you mean? He's he's very one dimensional and he's very Ooh, uh, I like flowers and <laughs> I saved you as a child and now I own you or something. Yeah. Um and he's it's all very one note. His performance is all very one note. Mm. And it's good. He does it well, and like I say, he is very creepy and unnerving. Um but then at the same time, it's just like I don't know how to describe it, but I don't like it. He's bad. My, I think the way to describe it, I found so I like Safin in this. I like Rami Malek as an actor. I think his performance in this is great. He does a good job of what he's given. Uh, I can see what you mean about Safin being a bit one note, but I also think that you know, it once you look on, a, I think this on a rewatch. Um, I've seen this movie like fucking three times now. It's it's. I think they made him the villain for the wrong person because he's he's fucking. He's Leia Seydoux's villain, right? He's yeah, not. Yeah, he's Madeline's villain. Yeah, yeah, he's not. He's got no history with Bond. Yeah, and that, and that's kind of why I didn't like it. That he, I mean, he is the man that killed Bond. So, would you have preferred the Blofeld would have been the main villain? No, hot take. I don't like fucking 
thingy is Blofeld. I do respect the fact that they spend the whole last movie bigging up Blofeld and they're setting up this big villain to be the the ongoing big bad for James Bond, his arch nemesis, his rival, and then they just immediately kill him off yeah. in this movie. As a plot contrivance to explain a nanobot. <laughs> yeah. As if anyone in the 21st century that's seen a modern movie needs a nanobot explains them as well. Um no, I th- my, my big problem with Safin is that he's less of a Bond villain, more of a Madeline villain. And um, one thing I... I, I and that's too woke. <laughs> <laughs> one, one thing I, I never like, um, and we spoke about this a little bit on the Fallout podcast. Um, give, me, um, give me a villain that speaks like a human being. Yeah. It's yeah, so... I... Do you know how, like, it's such a... They've always got to have, like, a weird quirk, don't they? Yeah, like... and I, maybe I don't sound media literate right now, but I just, I'm, I'm a little bit tired of the life is what we make of it, Mr. Bond, and when you look in the flower of the Garden of Life and... <laughs> Shut up! Fuck, fuck off! Like, just, this movie is almost three hours long. Be like, I'm going to kill your wife. That's what I need to know. Well, that's a bit boring. All right, dress it, dress it up a little bit, but fuck me, yeah. get there, dude. Yeah. No, I do, I do know what you're saying. It is, it's all very poetic and yeah. And there's a place for that. I don't want to say that's a bad thing to do. Yeah. I happen to think they they nailed it perfectly in Javier Bardem's um, uh, character. No, mainly because he started the movie, and for a lot of the movie, he was just like, "You think you're really smart, but you're not." And uh, I think you're dumb. And then at the end, he was like, when he was getting to his goal, he was like, "Now I'm going to be a bit poetic." Whereas Safin and like Rami Malek in this movie, it's from day dot he's just slow and very elegant and i'm gonna i'm gonna it's the slow knife that i will draw from my breast that i shall stab you with and all right isn't that that quote from the dark knight rises probably same shit man (laughs) you're telling me chris nolan i like chris nolan but you're telling me he doesn't wank on a page from time to time yeah he does yeah Yeah. (laughs) he practically fucking invented it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I, I think I think maybe I'm trying to be too progressive here. Is it offensive that we keep scarring Bond villains? No. Is it so. is it not a little bit like he looks like a freak? Do you know what I mean? I know where you, I know where you're coming from. But yeah. No. But maybe it's not. I don't think so. Yeah. It's just it's just a classic villain thing, isn't it? Yeah. I guess. Like a scar isn't. There's no community of scarred people who are like. No, we're not evil. That's true. Yeah, yeah, I guess. There's no no one's being marginalised by it, I suppose. Exactly. Yeah, it's not hurting anyone, is yeah. it? Yeah. I'm not going to apologise for being too progressive, Nathan. I tell you, I tell you who I love in this movie. Anna de Armas. I, I wasn't going to say her, but let's do her. She's great. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> that was innocent. You made that naughty. Come on. I'm keeping that in. You made that naughty. People need to know that you're you're a filthy man. I I feel like that connection would have been made by anyone. Yeah, but you're the only person here, Nathan. You had to, you just had to make it, didn't you? <laughs> I don't want to do. I'm yeah. not going to apologise for being too progressive, Nathan, and calling you out. <laughs> so, sorry for being woke. <laughs> um, no, I, she, she's, she's phenomenal. I love the, I love the gambit that she's like. I've had three weeks training. I'm going to fuck everyone up. <laughs> I read, uh, I, I was just reading some trivia on IMDb, the three weeks training thing is because she actually had three weeks of, unlike other day Armas, had three weeks of training and she was quite worried about it. Yeah. And then the director said, oh, say that, that's quite funny, say that. Side point, the director, not a good guy. Who is the director? Carrie Fukunaga? Uh, I think it's Carrie, Carrie Joji. Carrie. Carrie Fukunaga. Seems like you knew who he was. You just wanted me to say it wrong. Well, I mean, I said it. I'm right. not going to apologise for being too progressive now. Um, <laughs> what is he? Is he me too and everything? No, I, yeah, in a way. There's lots of... I don't know if there's substantial rumour enough, but there's, there, there's, there's, there's claims and allegations been levied against him that he is... Um, mm. He, he, he kind of, you know, counts down the days until an 18th birthday. He's had a, Ugh. yeah, he's had a bit apparent, again, this is all allegedly, I don't know the truth of this, and I don't know enough to talk about it in depth, but apparently there's a lot of um, kind of a, like slow, slow pressure to, for like girls to film like intimate scenes um, on like mm. movies he's produced on or directed in the past. And I don't know, again, I, I haven't seen any of other, his other films. He may not even have a movie where there's scenes in it. Um, but a, a few people have spoken up against him and said he's he's not the best. Yeah, not not fruitful stuff. Not great. Yeah, not great stuff. Um, and I'm not going right. to apologise for calling him out and being too <laughs> progressive. Um, so, so, 
Speaking of speaking of being progressive and moving in the right direction, Nathan, there is a wonderful new 007 that the world just embraced so warmly. Well, no one well, was angry about this. What you're saying is you hate the new 007. No, right? I'm not saying that. I think Lashana Lynch is an incredible actress, and she was a warm addition to this movie. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And I'm very excited to see her play Miss Honey in the new Matilda movie. I'm also excited to see her play Miss Honey. Yes. Um, great in this. I love that, like, she's introduced the Bond. Uh, she does a little typical, you know, she does the Bond thing where she walks into an environment and she's like, I'm not going to tell you who I am for a little bit. Yeah. And, and have a laugh. She, uh, she puts on a little accent, which is great. And then I just love the fact that, like, Bond's like, are we going to have sex? And she takes her wig off and he's like, it's not the first thing that usually comes off. But you just see it on his face and he's a little bit like, huh, I'm a, I'm a bit out of my depth here. I've Two women that don't want to sleep with me? What's going on? I know, yeah. What's happening here? No, I love the fact that there's just the... the I, what, what, it, it's it's a bit of a silly, silly humour, but what the, I like the running joke of, um, like, who gets the 007 status now. See, I I did like it. Up until she weirdly just gave it to him. It's a legacy James Bond last movie thing. It, it yeah exactly. It seemed like that was the only reason for it though. Yeah. It seems like the reason for it is because this is his last movie as James Bond and he's going to die and he needs to be 007 in the last bit of the movie. So let's 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 make him 007. It felt like there was no reason for it. Yeah. Other than the fact that it's legacy and shit and. Bond, and I, I think to that point, it actually would have been more powerful to have him die not 007. Maybe that's fucking, as General Zod would say, heresy fucking to some people out there. And you know, but but for everyone, like double O fucking twenty two or whatever, yeah. just some shit number. I think the idea of the legacy would have been further cemented if 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 she made the gesture and he was like, no, nah, hang on to it or something. Yeah, that would have been that would have been better. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe look, I feel like I, I feel like the movie. Very clearly showed us that she had earned the moniker of 007. That yeah. She is a good agent who can handle her shit. Yeah. And she knows well, she's got the job for a reason. Yeah. But then for her to be like, no, you should be 007. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know, just felt weird. Really. Daniel Craig, it is your last movie. You should be the yeah. 007 in this movie. It's an arbitrary, I get it's a code name and it's all, oh, it's iconic yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And it's in the logo. But it's an arbitrary fucking number. It's, look, you're... You don't know it's your child yet, although if you have half a brain, you know it's your child. And oh, I got stuff to say about that. And your and uh, <laughs> your 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 child and your partner have been kidnapped, and you're like, now's the time for a riff on my code. No, get in the plane, go. Well, he's also he's also doing riffs about eyeballs and fucking. He is, yeah. Uh, he's he's always riffing. He's no, they're they're safe at this his... point. He's he's earned the riff for the eyeball sequence. Um, right, go on. Let's do the James Bond has a child. James Bond has a child, and it's very obvious. It was obvious from the start of the movie yeah. that Madeline was pregnant. Yeah, like she clutched her stomach for a very yeah. long shot as it <laughs> she, went in. She clutched her stomach, which is as everyone who's ever seen the movie is a visual language that says a woman is pregnant. Yeah, so that or a hard it. cut to a woman bursting through a toilet stall door and being yes. like, blah, blah, blah. "Well, I guess that's yes. what I think it is." <laughs> um, it was no surprise. Um, and then Bond meets the kid, and he's like. You got a kid that looks about four, almost five years old. And she's like, don't worry, it's not yours. And he's like, hmm, hmm, okay. And then they go do the mission or whatever. 
And then the movie is like, no, she is his, but Bond doesn't know this yet. Yeah. And then on the phone to her at the end, she's like, she is yours. And he's like, I know. I'm like, yeah, we all know. Yeah. Everyone fucking knows. Like, this is, <laughs> what is this whole, co- why, I don't understand this whole contrivance in the first place. Just I, say she's yours. I, I, we all know. I, I liked it. It's not a mystery. <laughs> I, li- I liked it when Bond- Dumb. <laughs> Dumb. Oh, no. I also feel like they very purposefully um, <clears throat> turned up the intensity and the colour grading on Daniel Craig's eyes yeah. for this movie, yeah. just so they would pop and appear a lot more blue, because looking back at the others, they're, they're not that blue at all. They're not They're not that blue. And But in this one, they are popping, man. Yeah. They are like... They are in your face. Oh, they're, they're off the charts. And I think this whole movie does have more of a kind of um, a visual pop. Like, yeah. uh, this movie has a lot of nice colour. Um, there's a, there's an, I can't remember the account's name that I follow on Twitter, but they like they take a, like a still. Like, they take the, the colour hue of every yeah. frame of a movie and they make a kind of a, an artwork of like the overall colour spectrum of the film. Um, so fucking pretentious. It's, it's cool. I like it. It's good art, Nathan. <laughs> film awesome. Oh, sorry. Sorry, everyone. Nathan's paid... Nathan's paid an AI artist this week so he's 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 not on the he's not on the wave and I'm not going to I'm not going to apologize for calling him out for it um so um no I, I basically but yeah I saw that of this movie and it's it's like very it's like a nice warm blue and nice nice greens it's they yeah, they emphasize it a lot. And I, I'm pretty sure they must have gone all around the fucking world to find a girl that has a similar, like, yeah. c- like color of an eye. Or just the, the biggest eyes. I'm, I'm, I'm not here to criticize a little girl's appearance on a podcast. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, she got some I big like eyes. Probably just, they could probably just CGI the eyes. You know, like in YouTube thumbnails, when they make people like have bug eyes on Photoshop to get the clicks. Yeah. They just did that yeah. for her for the whole film. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Yeah. Uh, what do you, what do you make of uh, M? He's he's got to go to jail, right? He surely to. he's got. He surely he's to. got to go to prison after this. Like, how is he still? How's he still in the job? Yeah. But like, he fucked he, it. He fucked it massively. <laughs> he sanctioned the creation of a chemical weapon that was then used as a weapon of mass destruction and killed how many people? Like quite a lot of people in this movie. Oh, and the fact that yeah. it's. It's still um, some people still have the nanobots on them as well. It's I don't know. it's still there's going to be a large collateral fallout from this. Um, he's got to go to prison. Yeah. But then at the end, he's like, "Oh, we'll have a whiskey and everything's fine." Apparently, on we go with the job. <laughs> Soldier on. Yeah, chip chip. Uh, no, I but performance wise, I think this is his finest go around. My God, he's thirsty. But yeah, <laughs> it's a great line. It's a very good line. It is a good line. Um, Daniel but- Daniel Craig. I, I you, you kind of forget and it's because like yeah, Daniel Craig always shines in these movies. But like, it's more about what's going on and the villain and the plot and everything else. Um, yeah. And he's he's the cornerstones. He's always there, so it's sometimes easy to forget him. But he's he's phenomenal in this movie in terms of like. Like the, the yeah, like that that line is is a perfect example of it. Just interrupting M straight out. Going, My God, you're thirsty, and just those lines are brilliant. He's very good. Mm. He is uh, very good. Um, yeah, M was good. Just from in jail. He's get him out of there. Yeah, there's um the direction in this again. If if Kerry Fukunaga is a bad dude, Kerry, if he's a bad guy, um, then I'm just gonna give all the credit to someone else, um, like Nathan. Yeah. Good job, Nathan, on this direction. Thank you. I I did it well. No, give it to um, Phoebe Waller Bridge because she did a lot with this movie, didn't she? She. I don't know what did she a lot did. Of writing. I think she did a lot of writing. Oh, um, I I, I she tell a lie. The script. I do know she came in and she uh, she fleshed out Madeline's character to almost be the emotional backbone of the film. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah that that makes a lot of sense. I I'd, I'd imagine before Phoebe Waller Bridge came on board, there was like. <laughs> <laughs> the, oh, every female character was just very one-dimensional, or just, <laughs> or it, it ended in the beginning. Blofeld was like, "Madeline's betrayed you." Bond just turns around, and shoots her straight in the face, <laughs> just point blank, nine fucking millimeter to the skull. <laughs> yeah, and then he goes, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> "No, she's great." Yeah, I, I love, I, I just, I don't know how this happened, but I adore the fact that Phoebe Waller-Bridge's career has has kind of you turned into bring in the woman writer. I want to point out that is not what I think. That's a Hollywood executive. Okay, okay. <laughs> right, okay. 
But um, she should though, because yeah, she absolutely a should, lot of yeah. these a lot of these guys cannot write women, no, <laughs> um, at all. So not famous for their treatment of women, the Bond franchise. Yeah, that's, that's, Chris Nolan could do with having fucking Phoebe Waller. <laughs> I know that might be blasphemy to some people, but um, fucking hell, he could do with having her in the writing room at some point. Yeah, it's also like, do you remember the one woman character in Tenet? Me neither. Um, <laughs> I, I, um, yeah. I think I, I also don't think that's a like. I don't think that's an enormous criticism either. I think it's more in case of like give a woman an opportunity to do a pass to yeah. use experience that you don't have as a man to write from the perspective of a woman. Like it's just it makes sense. And there, there are people that don't need it, and there are people that absolutely do need it. And the people that do, I yeah. don't think you should be ashamed to be like this. Could use a fresh pair of eyes. Yeah. Um. I don't think that's a bad thing to to admit. I wish more people did admit it. There'd be a lot more interesting roles for women out there. We we, we should always shame Chris Nolan whenever we can, though. <laughs> so, look, great director. I think his writing leaves something to be desired. That is just my, my opinion on him. I enjoy this movie. I don't enjoy tiny robots. I think they're dumb. They're always dumb. dumb, yeah. That's dumb and stupid, and uh, and I know it's a fictional spy movie, and it's it's you know it's heightened and it's whatever, but that that there's no that that's not possible in yeah. any sense whatsoever. It's completely implausible, um, today anyway. Um, Can you imagine if this was made in the sixties and the robots were like actual like kind of floating drones that were crudely like craned in on the set. <laughs> So like the nanobots, they'd just be like one. You go up to someone, shake their hand, and the robot would just jump onto the other person's back or <laughs> something terrible. Just like a fucking Doctor Who monster yeah. from the sixties. <laughs> you know, just... like how terrible the like the fucking old Cybermen used to look. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. one of them, just... but you're giving it a piggyback. Just some cunt walking around in tinfoil. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah, yeah, that would look pretty rough. That would. Um. Yeah, don't like the robots. I think that's very dumb and one of the one of my biggest criticisms of the movie. But at the same time, I don't care. It's you know, like I said, it's a it's a good movie. It's a fun movie. I think it's a good send off for Daniel Craig. Yeah, and I like that they put a button on it and killed him as yeah. well. Like they they ended it. They 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 didn't like Bond has never really ended. It's never been like. Oh, now you know P.S. Brosman will retire or whatever. It's yeah. no, he's he's still Bond and he'll. Do it's the he loose does. cannon, isn't it? Like yeah, but this this is the first time they've actually like set their own version aside and been and had a start and end to it. Yeah, and, uh, and I think it's respectful for what is easily the best era of Bond. Oh yeah, definitely. Like definitely, Daniel Craig. He he owned this character for like almost twenty years, so it make it's a, it's. I think it's a more than fair stance for him to be like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm definitely done. And also I'd appreciate if these like iterations of these characters were just rebooted. Because tonally it's gonna be extremely weird to be like, Hey, it's me, I'm I'm Ray Fiennes and here's the new James Bond, it's Henry Cavill or whatever. Like Yeah. It, it, it's just boring. No one wants to see it. Like yeah, it's true. In a world in a world where I think this and Doctor Who get the pass of in a world where you know, everyone wants to see a lot more like original properties being made than just reboots of 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 things that we know and are familiar to us. Yeah, I think Doctor Who and this are the two cornerstones of of kind of of that branch of cinema that I get really excited about for new announcements. I want to know who's going to take on the next James Bond. Yeah, because like it's often an exciting thing, and it's nice to see someone come into it with completely fresh views. Absolutely, yeah, it's exciting. It's reinventing it. It's a whole new. Uh, a whole new go at it, really. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what comes next down the line. What whatever direction it may go in. Um. Maybe it'll be too woke. Maybe it won't be woke enough. Who knows? Who knows? knows? knows. Oh, it's a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, side point. Uh, this movie uh, is the sole reason for one of the most hilarious thumbnails I've ever seen on an anti woke YouTuber uh, page, and it is um. Uh, it's the 007 logo, um, yeah. but, but it said, um, I think it was something along the lines of like two, like it, it used the double O's to spell woke. Oh, I think I think you showed me this. Yeah, yeah and it was that was dumb. It's just like don't get me wrong, I admire the creator. Like you guys could have some good, 
like your thumbnails look like ass, but you could have a good career in creative graphic design. Yeah. But no, by all means, continue choosing to be angry at everyone on the on the internet for no reason. Uh, first Bond movie to make me cry. When did you cry out of interest? Yeah. Uh, when he was like, oh, I'm gonna die. When he makes that phone call and is like, I'm yeah, going to die the... and whatever. Yeah, when he's on the phone to Madeline. <laughs> It's a sweet moment. It is a sweet moment. Imagine how funny it would be if, realistically, they didn't have any service out in the middle of nowhere in the ocean. (laughs) They're not on the phone. They're on, like, some high-tech spy radio or whatever. They're not just on, like, fucking E.E.'s Kevin Bacon service, are they? (laughs) Perfect ad placement, though, if you were going to put him in it. I also like the fact that he's not just, like, gunned down. He dies in, like, a a self-sacrifice sort of way. So, like, I keep seeing people across being like, Safin was the guy that killed Bond and Bond should never die. Safin didn't kill did. Bond. Bond could have yeah. gone off. If he had no conscience, he yeah. could have just got off. But the point is that Bond has grown to have a conscience and would rather die than risk people. Side note, I liked the way he killed Safin as well. I liked that it <laughs> wasn't some big, glorious revenge moment. It was just, yeah, fuck off, it's walk the, away. It was, uh, I think it was the triple tap, wasn't it? And he was just yeah. like, yeah, this is good stuff. Fuck, also... He fucking breaks the shit out of his arm. Oh yeah, he that does. is a clip. Yeah. That is a, that's never been. I mean, he's dead anyway. But that's never getting yeah. reattached, even if he didn't get fucking clipped up. Nah, um, he's dead. Yeah, but no. What, what I'm saying is, I like the I like the fact that he's like irrefutably dead as well. Like he dies in the most. Give me a trillion missiles to the face. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's a great shot. One of my one of my favorite little shots. I keep seeing in all the uh, what Bond dying. Yeah, just watch it on repeat. No, the um the lovely shot of of, of Bond looking up as all the um yeah. as all the missiles come down on him, and it's, it's it's nice, good moment. I do also like the the bookmark, uh, beginning and endings of the the car driving through like the Italian hills or whatever, mm. um, and it's quite almost dreamlike with the sunset and everything behind yeah. it. it. It doesn't quite look real. It it looks a little bit sort of ethereal. Yeah. Um and I like that. That's that's quite a I liked it and it was very it was it was, like you say, very poetic and that's that's an instance where being poetic um is, is quite nice and I think is, is written yeah. into a into into a movie in a very easily accessible way. What I wasn't a fan of so much was when Madeline turned around to her door and was like, Here's the story of James Bond. Was that? No, here's the story of Bond. James Bond. James Bond. What I didn't like was like she she took her eyes off that road for a long time. And yeah. That road is winding. Oh, it's fuck. Like, that's like the Doctor Strange fucking crashes into the hills <laughs> fucking road. Yeah. yeah. You got to keep your eyes on that, but she's just like and she's and they're doing like fucking 90 as well. Yeah. Like very you unsafe. Stay focused. Yeah. You realize that your 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 partner and this what this girl's father just sacrificed himself so that what you could die in a car crash. I don't think this car has any gadgets either. No, fucking hell. Oh, what a downgrade as well. Like, he... The fucking... We're just going all over the place here. <laughs> we probably should have ended it by now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> the the fucking... He's got the Aston Martin DB5, the classic Bond car, the car everyone loves. It's great, it's fun. Yeah. He's taking the fucking beating like an absolute champ. And then when he's like... When he gets back to London, the absolute downgrade to... I don't know what Aston Martin is, but it's another one. And it's just yeah. like, oh, I'm going to drive this for two minutes down the road and then we'll never see it again. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Awful. Um, no, yeah, I, I agree. It's it's just like how many Aston Martins. How many, I'm pretty sure they got paid by the Aston Martin at this point. So like, uh, I believe Daniel Craig um, can just walk into an Aston Martin dealership and go, I want that. And they're like, yeah, all right. It's, it's going to be better for us if you just take this, Mr. Bond. I mean, Mr. Craig. Um, yeah, no, I I, um, I like the we have all the time in the world uh, motif that goes on. Uh, call back to, I think it's on a Majesty's Secret Service. There's a lot of callbacks to one on a Majesty's Secret Service yeah. in this movie. Especially the, the, the song... Um, it's just a lovely song. I remember it was stuck in my head for like a month after I watched this in the cinema. Which song? No, we have all the time in the world. Ah, good tune. When's that? Uh, I'm pretty sure opening credits, closing credits. There's the bookend. Oh, it's I, in the I car. I didn't watch the credit. I didn't watch the credits. No, as in like it's it's the it's the, oh, the it's cut the to credit song. Oh, okay. It's the what I've done of the movie. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Bond. pretty sure it's the needle drop before the credits. I might be wrong though. James Bond. <laughs> good stuff good stuff indeed um yes excited 
for bed. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, let's 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 get you there, Nathan. Uh, if you have skipped towards the end, or you you know you missed out on the on the beginning, uh, what I do at the start of every episode is ask Nathan a question. Uh, in a segment we have called another happy question, I give Nathan the span of the podcast recording to think of an answer. Uh, and then we revisit it at the end, which is now. I'll, I'll simplify it, basically. Um, Nathan is now Nathan Broccoli. He has the keys to the James Bond franchise uh, and the next uh, era of this of this character and world. Uh, what are you doing, Nathan? How are you shaking it up? This problem... Ooh, not stirred. I'm going to shake it up. <laughs> I didn't um... even know I was doing it then. <laughs> um, this is probably not going to be original at all and probably going to be something that everyone has heard and already thought of. Yep. But I don't care. Um, we go back to the 60s. Yes, baby. We do Bond as it was supposed to be done. Just a weird misogynist from the 60s. No, don't make him a misogynist. Um, but hire um, a guy or a girl. I would say John Boyega would be oh, a good fuck. pick. Oh, fuck, he's a good fit, yeah. I like the idea of John Boyega. I think he'd do it quite well. Give me three of your least favourite picks. Henry Cavill. So, such a boring choice. I like Henry Cavill a lot. I think he's a great actor. I just think he's probably too old for Bond. Also, he's the size of um, a fucking house. He is. He's too big for Bond yeah. as well. He's a, fu- he's a fucking brick unit. Um, who else do I not like? Tom Hardy Bond? is the world's most boring choice. Oh, never, ever want to see Tom Hardy. Are you kidding yeah. me? No, go away. Good guy. Idris Elba would be good, like 20 years ago. Yeah, if the, it, the boat has sailed, yeah. It's long sailed on Idris Elba. Um, and I know he does get brought up a lot, and I'm sure he would have been great, but it's, it's too late. Yeah. No disrespect to Idris. Um, who else do I not like? Um, I don't know, Judy Dench. <laughs> As Bond. <laughs> yeah. This time it's M again. The film is called 007 M again. <laughs> M again. She, it um, wakes, she wakes the opening scene. She wakes up in that barn in Skyfall, and she's like, "This time it's personal," and just loads her fucking whatever that stupid little gun Bond has. Bond has. And then she, the Wolfer PPK. That's it. Go back to the sixties. Do the dumb fucking stupid gadgets. Do the dumb Q branch shit. I don't know. King, Kingsman just... is proof that the dumb gadgets can work if you do it right. Yes, but don't do don't do Kingsman. Though. No, be still be Bond. Yeah, and be good, but you know, camp it up a little bit. Have fun. It's like nanobots in this movie. We all know they're dumb, but if you say it's not dumb, I'm like, all right. No, I would still say it's dumb. Yeah, but you were on board for the premise. You cried at the I end, mean, and that's the whole thing built on nanobots. Yeah, that's true. But I feel like you can do something better than nanobots. Like a laser pen. Yeah, like a la- do a laser pen. Do a laser pen. <laughs> Do a fucking watch the size of your house, which has a fucking laser in it. Yeah. And just make Q like a super genius twelve-year-old as well. A big jetpack. Yeah. Fucking boots that rocket boots or some shit. Rocket boots Bond. that can also stick to walls or something. <laughs> but like <laughs> just... they're really ineffective, and you definitely get shot up the wall. But he's got like he's got those suction cup knee pads, so he can climb up a building. Yeah. Or do a very effective gardening session. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just bring back dumb gadgets. Bring just I don't know. Just have fun with it. Camp it up. Camp it up. Camp it up. You've got, got to, to camp, camp it, it up. up. Good stuff. Um, right. Well, if you enjoyed this, um, you should check out our previous episode because we had fun yes. guests, uh, Mr. Sunday Movies uh, and Ben from uh, Canada, I believe it's pronounced. Ben was not invited. Ben was not invited. If ben, if you're listening to this, you really showed us up. <laughs> it's important for me that everyone knows that Ben was not invited. He just showed up and we had a great time. Yeah. Oh, we're also We're also back in real time now. Because uh, we oh, had okay. pre-recorded that podcast a while back. We're pre-recording this podcast. But I guess not We'd... before any other podcasts. Yeah, so. yeah, we're closer to real yeah. time now. Oh, what if there's a horrible window where this, like, the week we have on a lead-up to this, like, Daniel Craig is cancelled or something. Oh, no. <laughs> like, and, 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 it's, and it's Glass Onion as well, so the time is rife for allegations. <laughs> Breaking Daniel Craig is cancelled and also No Time to Die revealed as the worst <laughs> movie ever. <laughs> Daniel Craig and the director of this movie were up to no no good. No, I should I should not lump his name in with someone that's actually had yeah, <laughs> allegations no. put against him. He seems he seems like a nice guy. Oh, here's a here's a note I have that I didn't read out, but I'll just read it now. Oh, after good. The Halfway through done. the outro, <laughs> it's the prime spot it? for it. R.I.P. to a king. 
Felix. Do I care about him? I probably didn't until this movie, but now I'm kind of sad that he's dead. So rest in peace, I guess. I I like Felix. I think his yeah, his, most of his his strong work is in this film. Um, there's obviously the the amazing moment in um, in Casino Royale where um, fucking James Bond has gone full gorilla mode and is about to fucking just go in and murder an entire poker table. Yeah. Uh, and Felix Leiter is like, just grabs him by the wrist and is like, stop. And he's like, oh yeah, true. I do actually work a job. <laughs> like I, I just, I, I've, I've always liked Felix Leiter to be like one of the few people to call James Bond on his fucking utter shit sometimes. Yeah. Um, good in this. I also like the fact that when he, when he comes back to the office, M's like, if it wasn't an insult enough that you're still alive and you haven't called us or whatever, you're working for the CIA. And then Bond is like, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, I hear you're a war criminal now. <laughs> <laughs> How's the Geneva Convention going in? Hashtag send M to prison. Yeah, exactly. Forever. That's what we're For saying. All his crimes. Exactly. Many crimes. Um, yeah, check out last week. We had a fun conversation on Sunshine, uh, one of our finest episodes. And uh, also, thank you, if he's listening, who knows, uh, to Collins, who came through on the edit Ooh, and, yes. um, and yes. helped us out with that. So it's a real Sunday movies collaboration. We've got quite a few of the whole Sunday team involved. I'm not sure if we've ever said it, but Chris. Um, who does Weekly Planet Posters yep. at Weekly Planet Posters on Twitter? He did. He's designed the the little uh, characters for our artwork. Yeah. He's also designed something else, which maybe we'll talk about now, shall we? I don't know. Not now. Let's do it. Let's Not do it now. Sooner. Okay. Let's do it sooner than the time. Who knows? Who uh, yeah. knows? Yeah, so um, yeah, thank you to Chris for doing that a long time ago. Um, maybe we mentioned it at the time, maybe we didn't. If not, perfect yeah. time to now. But yeah, again, thank you, Chris. Thank you, Collings. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, James. Just everyone who's helped out. And But not you, Nick Mason. No, yeah, good collaborations. Uh, speaking of good collaborations, me and Nathan will be collaborating next week on this. The Grinch! Happy Hoobalation. That is our Christmas special Join us for a festive drink. I myself will be having a Bailey's over ice. Oh. So join us for a festive drink. Give us a little follow at Another Happy Pod on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, on Hive, on on Macaroon, whatever it's called. On Mastodon. That's it. <laughs> whatever the fuck any of those fucking <laughs> things are. Uh, I tried to go on Hive the other day. This is our, it's becoming our weekly segment of what's Hive up to. <laughs> Um, what is Hive up to? I haven't been on it in like two weeks. I went on Hive. Maybe, right, again, this is pre-recorded, so if Hive have any horrific things come out, then I didn't know about it. But I went on it and it was like shut down or something. Or like it was uh, it was like doing server patches for like for like a week or something. And I was like, fuck, should, nothing should take that a week. I'm on it right now. Um, and the last update I have is in like the last tweet that was posted from someone I follow uh, was a week ago. So... That's good. That that should tell you uh, everything. That does that does tell me a few things. Follow us on Pixo. Yeah. Follow us on Bebo. Give us love on Bebo. Yeah. Put us in your top eight on MySpace. Yeah. Here is our um, BBM pin. Here's <laughs> our BBM it's, pin. It's it's oh. eight zero zero eight one three five. Great! What a great commitment to that joke that is. <laughs> Also, we haven't mentioned this, but if we do, for whatever weird reason, appear on your Spotify wrapped, let us know. Uh, send us a little screenshot. Yeah. Um, Jokes aside, cool we live for validation. It's very pathetic, but we'd love to see it. We do. Um, Spotify yeah, wrapped like, is like well out of the conversation at this point. It's still December. Yes, Nathan, this comes out in December. The year's not done yet. Why do they do Spotify raps now? Because surely it's like here's your top music of the yeah. year, but it's not the whole year though, is I it? I think it's, it's I think it's because around Spotify, everyone's Spotify gets fucked by Christmas songs. Oh yeah, so it'd just be Mariah Carey. Yeah. Just be a load of it. Be like because you you're always the one. Your mum dusts off a Buble CD, and you're like, <laughs> I'll I'll get a playlist going. I kind of this. I need a bit of Elton John. Not a fan of Buble. You're not a fan of Buble. I, I feel like he's like kind of carved out this place for himself as like. The Christmas King, or whatever, but I don't think he's earned that title. Yeah, I definitely think he has some work to do to top other famed Christmas-centric artists. Uh, he's no mm. Paul McCartney. No, that's true. And the Wings, and I quite like one of his songs called Hollywood, mainly because it was a reinvention of Buble's sound at the time. Um, and the, <laughs> no, this is, this is going to sound like I'm chatting shit, but I'm not. I know way too much about this song, Hollywood. I feel, what's that? I feel like I know that song. How does that song go? Na 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 na. Could you be a teenage idol? Could you oh, be yes. a movie star? 
Uh, when I turn on my TV, how does, will you smile? How does the chorus wave? go? Um, so don't go higher for desire. Put it Are in we? your head, baby. Hollywood is dead. Hollywood is you dead. can find it in yourself. Uh, Keep on loving what is true, and the world will come to you. So that, like, un- unironically, I don't mind it. It's a good song. Um, but I quite liked how it was Bublé's first foray into like, like, kind of like preppy pop. Um, and he spent the entire music video almost exclusively taking the piss out of Justin Bieber. I only remember him driving a car. Isn't he just driving like a big red car? He he does he yeah he does so he does a few impressions. He does James Dean. Uh, he does like a Ooh, one of like cool. a like a classic Adrian Brody type, where like a pretentious method actor type thing. Oh yeah. Um and uh, and the the most obvious one is the Justin Bieber one because he's in like a purple hoodie, a snapback of you know Justin Bieber's early eras. Classic. Yeah yeah. Um, yeah. And but I just loved I love the irony of like he was venturing into pop to try and sell more, and he was like Justin Bieber's such a bitch, and I'm like, yeah, he's he's better than you at this. <laughs> but, but anyway, um, do you remember? When anyway, go did, stream um, Hollywood no, no, no. by Michael Bublé. Don't stream that. Do you remember stream this podcast instead? Yeah. Do you remember when he did um, Santa Baby, but the no homo version? Yeah, Santa Buddy, right? <laughs> yeah, like because that's that's like the most sexual Christmas song in the world. Yeah, but he was just like Santa, homie, give <laughs> me a beer and get out of my house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Let us just... put on Sky Sports, Santa, buddy. It was all very safe and very yeah. like I'm I'm not having sex. With it was incredibly <laughs> spineless. Um, yeah, for for lyrics and a song, I and I, for that he will always be a coward. Yeah, I me. I agree. I have fun. Me, me and my mum have fun, fond Christmas memories of putting up the Christmas tree, putting on that Michael Bublé Christmas album, and even at the the young age of like maybe eleven or twelve or twelve or something, I was like, yeah. that's very pathetic that he couldn't just sing the song. I know, what a coward. I know. Uh, so go stream Michael Bublé. Uh, go stream us. Uh, and we will see you next week, everyone. What a bizarre outro this was. <laughs> yeah. Just, is all that staying in? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> all right. They've got to get to know us. They're all here now from <laughs> Sunday and, and Vin. Yeah, sure. you got to get to know us. We will occasionally just oh. interrupt the outro with a riff on Michael Bublé, and then we will interrupt the actual outro by <laughs> commenting on our riff on Michael Bublé. Burden. 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 Burden, 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 burden. Santa baby. Oh, we just say baby. I'm almost certain it's buddy. At some oh. point. Oh yeah, it's coming up. I can say. Been an awful good guy, Santa buddy. Santa buddy. Oh wait, listen to this bit. Listen to this bit. <laughs> Santa buddy, a 65 convertible to steel <laughs> I want a car, Santa! I want a fucking yeah. car! Give me a car, Santa, and a cigar as well. <laughs> if there's anything else manly, I'll take that. Maybe a football. Give me a football. Yeah. Is he Canadian? He's summoning. Ben, reach out to me. Do they have footballs out in Canada? Footballs? You mean like football footballs? It, you know how they're sort of American, but not really? <clears throat> yeah. Is it, Do they do like what they would call soccer or is it like football or do they do American football what's their football they just kick conkers around <laughs> just kick baby moose around <laughs> sorry Ben oh. <laughs> sorry sorry Ben sorry Ben that's what you get for showing up on our podcast unannounced <laughs> yeah alright let's right, go legitimately we'll go. goodbye everyone now yeah goodbye <laughs> See you later, folks. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Gosh, no. <laughs> oh, golly. Oh, golly. <laughs> <laughs>